You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 157. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Ange, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I'm an international award-winning business consultant, keynote speaker, and coach who has helped thousands of amazing women business owners get all the pieces in place to have consistent four- and five-figure months, and then on to six- and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. To-do lists. Ta-da! I would suspect that the majority of you listening today have a to-do list, but my question is, Are you actually getting shit done with that to-do list? Are you being productive? Are you just being busy? The million dollar question. Are you making money or are you losing money with your to-do list? I personally love having a to-do list because this means I'm still, that's right, in business. But what I don't love about having the to-do list is the clutter and how this is linked to my overall productivity. So that's why today I'm bringing on the show the amazing Lisa, who is a productivity coach, and we're going to be chatting to to you today about how to tackle your to-do list with the four-step framework to get shit done. We're going to be looking specifically about how does clutter impact our business and life, what does it mean to be productive, and how is Lisa actually redefining productivity? It's not what you think it is. And Lisa's also going to share with us her four-step framework when it comes to really kicking ass with our to-do list. You're not going to want to miss it because it's quite how would I say, intriguing, mesmerizing, and so simple that all of you should be able to do this. But before we get started, this episode is sponsored by my $8 a day, 12-month accelerator program that shows you how to transform your business so that you can make more money, hell yes, to four and five-figure months, reach more people, and have more time to enjoy with your family and friends, and ultimately put an end to burnout for good. My program, Profit Pillars, is specifically for women business who are on their way to hitting their first five-figure months. They might have a business idea or they already have their businesses up and running and making some money. But they need to be making more money and they also need to know what to focus on that's going to give them the biggest return on investment. Profit Pillars is a hybrid model, meaning you get someone on one time with me, you get group coaching, you get guest experts. We also have live goal setting uh, sessions every month. Like I said, we have the goal, the guest experts. We've got fortnightly hot seat calls where you get to hop on and ask specific questions. We've got daily support inside of our Facebook community. We also have office hours. We've got ear and access to our business vault, uh, a 30-minute strategy with me, access to other amazing mentors, and so much more. You can join Profit Pillars for just $275 plus GST if you're in Australia per month, which is just $8 a day. If Profit Pillars sounds like the right program for you, head to my website, AngelaHenderson.com.au, click on my services tab, and then go to group coaching program. If you have any questions, make sure to reach out at info at AngelaHenderson.com.au. Now, let's get ready for this awesome, awesome, awesome podcast with Lisa. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thanks, Ange. I am so happy to be here. I'm super pumped to have you on the podcast today because we're going to be talking about something that I think is so important, and that is how to tackle your to-do list and using your four-step framework to get shit done. Because let's be honest, we all have to-do lists, uh, and we all want to get shit done, and we all want to be at some level either have freedom or profitability. So today is going to be a fun podcast because... 
you know, the other thing too is, is like, it's always a good thing to have a to-do list is what I say. I say, I actually never want to wake up without a to-do list because my to-do list allows me to know that I'm still in business and that I'm still serving women around the world to grow profitable businesses. So our to-do lists are good, but I just think that there's a way that we can handle our to-do list in a more productive way that will allow us to get more shit done and actually be more available to those people we serve. So cannot wait to get into that with you today, Lise. Me too. Absolutely. Now, before we get started, I always like to ask my audience a fun uh, uh, question so that my audience has the opportunity just to get to know you a little bit more for who you are versus jumping straight into the topic. So my fun question to you is, is I know you have a love of music and theater, and I'd love to know what is your all-time favorite show that you've attended? And it could be a concert. It could be uh, you know, a theater. What was it? Mm. I'm probably going to have to go with musical theater, and I would say Les Mis, actually, even though it was totally intense, it was like this iconic show that I'm always grateful that I got to see. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how did... feel about Hamilton right now, you know? <laughs> and where did you see it? Like, did you go somewhere? Did it come to your state? Oh, yeah. I saw it in New York City. And I mean, oh, like on so Broadway. Special. So yeah, that that whole experience was was something that I will always be grateful for. Oh, gosh, so fun. And listen, I mean, people are missing theater at the moment because of good old COVID, right? And right. I really have loved what the musicians, so many of them are from around the world, you know, have been live streaming, uh, still doing their thing. Obviously, in Australia, we do have Hamilton live for the theater. And uh, many of my friends have gone and they said it's been absolutely remarkable. So again, I'm hoping because places like Circus Olay got hit very bad during COVID. And there's just all these magical people with so many amazing skill sets. Uh, So I'm really hoping that, you know, as the world starts to open, we can start to see theater and music and fun back into our space. So true. They've been so creative during this time, but I can't wait for them to get back to what they love and doing it where they love to do it. 100%. Now, you might be fairly new to my audience. Now, I know that you work with some of my uh, paid clients, either my one-on-one, my mastermind, or my profit filler crew, because you are one of our mentors uh, in my programs. But uh, the rest of my audience might not know you. So I'd love for you to just give a brief background about where you started in business and what you're up to today. Okay, so first of all, hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Zarotny. I'm the founder of Positively Productive Systems and the host of the Positively Living podcast. In a super short nutshell, I'm a productivity coach certified in time and stress management, and I use simplicity, self-care, and systems as a way to help multi-passionate entrepreneurs boost their productivity, balance their business and family, and avoid burnout. And that came from me dealing with all of those issues, having my own chaos and clutter when I was a caregiver for my mom. So that's really my background and my why. I was so overwhelmed during that time. And I would love to ensure that other moms, especially mom business owners, especially never have to go through that in the way that I did. Yeah. Thinking it's not easy, right? When we have to care for kids parents, family members. And the thing is, is in the world that we're living in, especially like, you know, I'm 42, is we're entering into a space where our family needs us more than ever before, right? And Mm -hmm. so being able to have the tools and the um, tools that we're going to talk about today 
could help so many amazing people, even if they implement 1% of what we talk about today. So we will get into the nitty gritty very, very shortly. And so to-do lists though, Lise, my thing is, is we are talking about how to tackle your to-do list and we're going to utilize your four-step framework towards the end. But there's a few background pieces that I feel that we have to kind of bridge the gap so that people have a better understanding, lay the foundations. And I think one of the foundational pieces that I want to start with is that of clutter, because mm-hmm. let's be honest, clutter is absolutely everywhere. And some would say that our to-do lists is the just that, it's clutter, right? So yes. I would love to start with um, the importance as a productivity coach and you working with so many people, how does clutter impact both life and in business? I love this question because I talk about clutter and sometimes I think there might be a question of, okay, wait, we're supposed to be talking about productivity, right? I'm like, wait, it's connected. And I think the reason that I tended toward talking about clutter was probably because I started as a professional organizer. Mm -hmm. When you look around and you think clutter and you look at your closet and what's on the couch and what's piled in the hallway and and what your kids have piled, (laughs) you know, in a space where you're like, you know where that belongs, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's a very obvious and tangible way that you can see it affects your life. And I Mm. helped people deal with that. But very, very quickly, I could see that clutter really lives in the head and the heart. It's beyond physical. Now, you know, with an office, if you have clutter, that's absolutely going to impact how you perform. Mm -hmm. But I I really love the quote from Peter Walsh. Uh, He is one of my all-time favorite organizers. He hails from Australia. And he (laughs) says, clutter isn't just the stuff on the floor. It's Mm -hmm. anything that gets between you and the life you want to live. So I want you to start thinking about clutter you know, in so many different ways. Yes, it's physical, but mental, digital, the information that comes in at us and definitely our to-do list, just like you said. And with clutter, is there a direct link? Because also, like you mentioned it really briefly there around their to-do lists and productivity, right? But before Mm -hmm. we jump again into tackling our to-do list, let's touch upon productivity because I feel productivity is not only directly tied to the to-do list, but also tied with clutter. So let's start with what does it mean uh, to be productive and how how are you defining that? Yeah. And this is a great question because originally when you're thinking about like the industrial revolution and people in factories, productivity was this idea of we have this amount of time and we need to make more things in this amount of time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even in definitions, you see it being productive defined as, you know, the power of producing, being creative, abundance, bringing about something. And I fear that so many times we think, oh, that means I have to do more do more. But my concern is that that becomes a busy trap. You know, we have this hustle culture and it's too easy to translate that into just do the things, do, 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 and not stepping back. And I want to redefine it actually as doing less, Mm -hmm. being more efficient, leveraging your time so that you can live and achieve more. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I'm with you when I say, you know, I work with women in business to hit four and five figure months and on to six and seven figures without the burnout, because as predominantly those that are listening are women. And Mm -hmm. I feel like what gets put on women's plate collectively, we wear additional hats more than our male counterparts for most of the, you know, quote unquote, you know, statistics if we look at it. And I believe that there's this essence of we, we can do 
when I see the women that I work with and they start to strip things off their plate versus putting things onto their plate and know that they can work with things like business can feel easy, right? Business Mm. can feel elegant. Business doesn't have to be on the go. There's a mindset shift. And that's, I guess, we'll let's just talk about that real quick is how much of our productivity and our clutter also starts with our own internal self, right? Because I'm a firm believer that our external world is a direct reflection of our internal world. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I love that. And I will add to it. The way that I describe it is that in our external and internal worlds, what you see outside the clutter that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. it affects and reflects what's going on inside our heads. Mm -hmm. And clutter, it overwhelms and distracts us. It signals Mm -hmm. unfinished work, which really drains your energy and makes you feel like you're not achieving anything. You ever had that situation where you've just banged out a ton of stuff and then you look at your list and you're like, oh, I hardly did anything, which Mm -hmm. is not true, but it feels that way, right? It mm-hmm. triggers guilt. It really it reduces your productivity because of all those things. It it blocks, you know, so many things that you truly need that you feel like you can't possibly do. Women, I'm talking to you about self-care, especially, right? Those healthy mm-hmm. habits. You think, mm-hmm. oh, but I don't have time to do that. And yeah, you just feel dissatisfied. So there's so much of a mental link and a mindset link there where they play off of each other. How much, I guess, I mean, I'd I'd be curious to understand your thoughts about there's so many books about productivity hacks, top, you know, top five productivity hacks and prop, you know, top 10 and top 50 or whatever it is. But again, if you're not working on that internal chaos, correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority of productivity hacks that people are reading aren't probably going to stick and work anyways, because they still haven't done the internal stuff. What are your thoughts about that? Yes. Now, listen, hacks aren't the bad guy. Hacks can be good. I mean, Mm -hmm. but there's, I think, two big issues that are happening. One is that, you know, you grab these hacks. Again, this is sort of that information overload. Hacks themselves can be the clutter Uh because they're coming at you and you're like, oh, well, this is going to fix my problem. This is going to fix my problem. And you're not solving the right problem. (laughs) So it's, it's not the right hack for you because you're not you know, paying attention to and and really digging into how you work best. And that's a big part of what I do as a coach to figure you out because your number one productivity tool is self-awareness. And when you have that awareness, you can choose the right things. And then the other thing is it's inefficient because you haven't properly identified what actually needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, then hack becomes a new thing. It's like hacking away at a jungle of to-dos and you wear yourself out. It's It becomes a problem instead of the solution. And just to go on that, I know, I mean, we can all talk about like a good to-do list and how it should serve us in 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 an effective and efficient way. And we should not be at its mercy. Would you agree with this? Yes. Now listen, our to-do list, it needs to be properly vetted, a list that's meant for us to propel us toward our goals. Uh, And one of the things I absolutely wanted to share today, I think is so important, is that all too often we do brain dumps, which I'm actually a fan of, and we call those our to-do list. Mm -hmm. I mean, that technique is important because you want to get all that clutter out of your brain. You want to sit down, journal out, list out. I have something called a focus file. It's a work sheet where you take five minutes. It's very similar to David Allen's mind sweep. You can do it yourself right now. Set a timer and get all of those thoughts that are drawing your attention down. But the Mm -hmm. problem is we tend to call that 
our to-do list. And I mean, that drains us because it, it's clutter again. I mean, it, we got it out of our head, but it's just like transferring clutter. You know, when you like take everything and shove it in a closet, it's the same idea. So you want to use that technique to get stuff out of your brain, but remember that that's your, not your to-do list, but your to-choose list. I love it. The to-choose list, right? Something yes. again, and I'm very big about every day we get choice as adults, right? And we have yes. to take responsibility for what we choose to do and what we choose not to do, which goes to one of those quotes that I love. It was a quote around, hold on, let me think about it. It was something around the lines is like that you don't have time talks about is that if you don't have time or that, that you don't see it as a priority, right? Ooh, and yes. it's like, and do you, do you, it, 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 yeah, I think that's what it is. Something about time and priority. And so, yeah, do we as humans not see it as time or do we not see it as a priority? Do you see any correlation between productivity and priority when you're working with your clients? Oh, most definitely. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that that question relating to that quote is somewhere on my Instagram because I absolutely <laughs> believe in it. And it's this idea of understanding what you value. I'm big on value-based decluttering. And the reason I call it that is because you have to start at the beginning with what do you value? And in the case of business, what's your mission, right? Mm -hmm. What are you working with? Have you done a strategic plan with Angela? Then, <laughs> then you need to take a look at that and use that as your basis you know what I mean you know and it is it's one of those things as we always complain I don't have time I don't have time but what is our priorities right it's like oh yeah yeah for me as I've got blocked out times in my schedule to know that it's like at night time is my priority is my kids and reading to them is my priority and all of those things and so it's not that I don't have time to read to them I had to make the time to make sure that because they're my priority so again we always have choice but when mm -hmm. it also comes down to productivity obviously most of us start each day with the best intentions. We oh, plan yeah. on, you know, plowing through every task that comes our way with, you know, and I think we all do it with, we're going to have maximum energy and creativity and we're going to minimize doing distractions. And occasionally <laughs> these things work out, but sometimes they don't. So I'm curious to know, are the clients you work with struggling to be productive or blocked by being busy? I think that's a great question because it can vary depending upon the situation, but you know, my clients say they want to be productive. And I think that sometimes there's a confusion as to what that might mean for them. Now, listen, they know how to be productive. Uh, it, it, the general concept of being productive, they've researched time management, watched, you know, uh, Trello training. They have a drawer full of incomplete planners because they have tried so many to see what works. And, you know, they know this concept of productivity but they're lacking clarity. And as I alluded to before, you know, with the, the hustle culture, it, it's really more of the, the busy trap because there isn't that clarity. And it also goes back to the mindset that you're talking about is knowing what it is that you truly need to do for your business and for your life, what your values and your priorities are, you know, and, and even trying these techniques that are meant to make them more productive, like you said, with the hacks, I mean, it actually keeps them from being productive. It's an ironic uh, struggle for sure. Yeah, almost very counterintuitive, right? Is yeah. like you said, it's like you, you, we're being told to do X, Y, and Z. And what you're saying is we're taking this fresh approach and looking at our values, what our priorities are, what our choices are. Um, and again, working on that internal stuff to really tackle 
the bigger clutter, the the lack of productivity because things aren't working. So I know you've come up with a four-step framework when it comes to processing collectively around our to-do list. And that's what we're talking about today is, you know, how can we get our to-do list, get shit done really? So could you share with us your four-step framework when it comes to processing this? Because I know it's a refreshing look at things and it's going to allow people some insight into potentially what they can be doing. So yeah, I'd love to hear what that looks like for you. Yes, I would love to share this. And you may have heard of, if you search for productivity, if you've done that research, right, you may have heard of the three Ds or the four Ds and you'll hear something like, do it, delegate it, drop it. And that's, it's very catchy, but mine is a twist on this and it's in a different order and the order is very important. So stay Mm -hmm. with me. The first D is delete it. And here's why. No matter what you do, physical, mental, or otherwise, always declutter first. And here's Mm -hmm. why. You do not want to organize what you don't intend to keep. What mm-hmm. a waste of time and energy, right? Yep. Uh, you you don't want to list what you don't intend to do. Now, you just said before, it's so perfect that we start with good intentions, don't we? Mm-hmm. But each time you go to process and, and you want to do this often, your to-do list is going to be this special list that helps you get from point A to point B. And so you need to constantly be reviewing it and be realistic and ruthless. Mm-hmm. Ask yourself, does it fit my mission? Does it still apply? Even though I had it on there two weeks ago and it's still on there, you know, really question, does mm-hmm. it still make sense for me? Does it excite me? Why is it still hanging out there if it is? And again, going back to that idea, when you've done the strategic planning, uh, you know, you have your mission and your the planning that you've done, the business planning, those things tell you what needs to be on the to-do list. Are Mm -hmm. you adding in other stuff? I know you love all the things you want to create, but again, is that becoming busy work? So really ruthless and realistic here in terms of what can go. And I think there, you mentioned something there about that busyness, right? Is often Mm -hmm. I'll say to my clients is, are you being busy or are you being productive? Yeah. And they'll go, well, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I was like, I see you. I see you on Instagram. I see you flapping around, right? Doing things, but are you being productive? And they're like, and I was like, they're like, oh yeah, no, not really. Right. So it's like Mm -hmm. so important, I think, to really acknowledge is that busy, but I also like the first D with delete it. I mean, most of us still love a good pen to paper. And if we're not pen to paper, we're still putting things on, like you said, Google Sheets, Trello, whatever. And I always say is if something's on my list for more than kind of three to four weeks, that keeps getting brought over, brought over. I'm like, (laughs) well, why is that? Right. Now, I know an example is, is I need to set up my profit first stuff with my accountant and my accountant's going to kill me because this shit has been on my list forever right but mm-hmm. there's definitely something because of my ADHD brain I know it's going to take more brain power for me to go and do what he needs me to do and it's not fun for me right so yeah. it keeps getting dragged over and dragged over it's something I can't delete but there are other things where I'm like actually this sucks there's like I'm not actually getting to this and so I file it in my uh, toy box and I'm like I'll come back to this later right so I love that you started the first of your four-step framework around the Ds is uh, delete it. So what's our second D? Now, the second one is delegate it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why that is, is that now that you have cleared off the stuff that doesn't belong. Now take a fresh look. Again, this is another look where you're questioning things. And what I want you to do is, is look at it, whatever task it is, go task by task and say, how can it get done? Mm -hmm. Now notice I didn't say, how can I do it? (laughs) I said, 
passively, how can it get done? And now's your chance to be creative about what it's sort of like a next level deleting. It's not deleting it from needing to be done, but you don't necessarily have to do it. And mamas, this is especially important. Remember that people that you hire can do it. People that can do it for free, uh, cough, cough, kids, uh, yep. maybe uh, automation is a great way to delegate things. There's so many creative ways that you can delegate a task that doesn't need to stay for you to handle. And that's really important because I know uh, with my paying clients at the moment, there's a lot of talk about outsourcing, right? Because they kind of are having all these epiphanies like, oh, I don't have to be the person doing it, right? Mm -hmm. And I often say that when you're looking at these lists, also include in your list about like the, the, the housework, the laundry, the picking up kids, the whatever, because sometimes the the delegating it isn't just about what's on our business to-do list. It could be what's on our home life to-do list. And there's sometimes that, again, you can free up some of the clutter in your head by outsourcing it and delegating to other people, which is going to give you free time to work on other things in your business. So I do love it. It seems to be a theme at the moment. And I'm all about delegating delegating, delegating, delegating. Um, it's important. I also look at it as it's you're paying other people, right? So we're putting back to economy. It allows yeah. you to do more for your own vision and mission and serve more people in your own business. But so often people are like, oh, you know, um, it's like it's the essence of letting go, right? It, it's a little bit of a process. But I love that, again, looking at your ongoing list, it's like, who can they be delegating this to, to free their time and decrease their clutter? clutter. So no, I love it. And so what's our third D? Your third D is delay it, or sometimes people will say defer it. And this one is especially important for my fellow multi-passionate people, but it's uh -huh. also good for the anxious ones who feel like, oh, everything has to be done now. That's mm -hmm. actually not a productive way to approach things. Not everything needs to be done now. Uh, there are many reasons, many benefits to delaying tasks. Mm -hmm. And I think it's comforting if there's something you really want to keep on, it's calling to you, but it's a not right now. And that's a good feeling. Okay, fine. So you don't want to delete it, but it doesn't belong in your space right now. I want you to think of your task list, your to-do list, your calendar right now, uh, like prime real estate. Is the same thing with organizing all the things that are close to you that are really easy to access um, in the top drawers, you know, within arm's reach, in the first closet, wherever it is, that's prime real estate. You don't keep seasonal items in that area. You pack those away and take those out seasonally. Think of your tasks, your projects, your ideas in that same way to figure out what needs to be focused on right now. Just like when you were doing strategic planning per quarter, let's say, and you're like, what do I need to focus on this quarter? You have to step the other stuff aside and be like, that's going to be quarter three, quarter four. Mm -hmm. And there are easy ways to keep track of that. You can set stuff in your calendar to review, like say, I'll revisit this again in six months. You know what I mean? So. No, absolutely. And I think delaying it too is I think people meet, often go, well, if I delay it, I'm failing. Or if I delay it, the guilt starts to creep in, right? Mm -hmm. But what I say to people is often too, is there's that quote like, well, I guess I'll say this is a lot of people will always say yes to everything, right? Yeah. But I'm also a believer, like, unless it's a fuck yes, it's a hell no, right? And I <laughs> kind of look at it from like this kind of delay it. Unless it's a hell yes, 
and we're going to see the return on investment right away, mm-hmm. it's a hell no for now and just put it to the side, right? And that it doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean anything else. Don't have any emotional attachment to it. It just is what it is. And what I also found by delaying things is often by the time when it comes back for review, it might not, it may no longer be applicable anyways. And then therefore you can then delete it. Right. And so, right. And yeah, you didn't waste the time mm-hmm. and, and you were, you were able to open up space to focus on what really mattered in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's not a failure. That is smart business choices. No, I love it. Love it. Love it. So we've got delete it, delegate it, delay it. And what's our last D? Now we get to the one that everybody always starts with, which is do it. Uh (laughs) Now it's time for you to take action. Mm -hmm. And your to-do could be to prep something to delegate it, possibly. But it's really now's the chance for you to handle the task. And now we really get into that word you used before that I love, prioritizing. Mm -hmm. Now you can get creative with which ones to tackle. But you see what we did here? We've reduced it significantly from where we started. Mm-hmm. Which and means now, again, right? overwhelm is going to be decreased, right? Yes. Our clutter is mm-hmm. decreased. We're probably feeling freer. And I'd yeah. also suspect that there'll be a direct increase in productivity and motivation. Oh, yeah, because when you feel more encouraged, just think about an example in any case. I mean, this could be personal, professional, or otherwise, where someone steps in and says, Let me handle this for you, or you say, Could you take care of this? And they do. And you're like, and suddenly, you know, you just have this boost of energy and you're like, okay, now I'm going to go handle this. And yeah, the excitement increases. You're also maybe looking at this list and you're like, ah, this is more doable. And that encouragement is priceless because really it's time management is not the thing. Energy management, priority management and self-management are the things. And you've just helped that tremendously. Tell me a little bit about what does energy management mean? This is paying attention to how you approach a task, when you approach a task best, when you need like the most, uh, like matching up a task to the time and place that you would handle it the best. For example, the um, the task that you have that are is you're like, because oh I, yeah, I, I, I know it's like energy motherfucking draining. Do you know what I mean? I'm just right. like, this is like sucks ass, but I know it has yes. to be done. Right. And, and because it has to be done, so it has to stay on the list. And this is not a delegating thing. This is something you have to handle. You know that you need to do it. So then the question is, you did mention something else. And I wanted, that's part of this, um, you know, not only are you prioritizing what you do, but you're figuring out how to approach it and making it fun, as fun mm-hmm. as you can. But mm-hmm. thinking about when during the day, you have the most focus and the most energy that you haven't mm-hmm. been drained. And that mm-hmm. can be different for people. Most people are like, oh, start it fresh in the morning. But it's like, for me, I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I need to wait until about 10 a.m. and then I'll be a house of fire. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So knowing when you work best, so that's your chronotype. That's a very easy thing to be able to test out. Tracking when you really have these bursts of energy and setting aside time and then giving yourself like an environment that's really conducive, getting your favorite coffee or, you know, um, playing music if, if that works with the task ask, giving yourself a reward after. So those are all different ways that, you know, you can approach a really tough task. But yeah, that energy management is is crucial in matching up 
what you need to do and how you will best be able to tackle it. Uh, that is not like a end of the day when you're just like somebody else cook for me. I'm on the couch. What's on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. That's like, right. That's not the time to be doing this. So. And I would suspect though that too, is like when people are looking at delegating it too, they can use this energy man- management part of it too. Like, okay, yes, I could do it, but the energy here is it's going to drain the shit out of me. So I might as well delegate it anyways. Right. Cause it's just That's like, a- yeah, that's a great example of of choosing what you could delegate. It's like, that's not in my zone of genius. That's not where I really thrive and what mm-hmm. I love to do. And there are other people where that is what they love to do. Ah, mm-hmm. It's a match, you know, everybody wins. So and I would that. suspect that if people are able to assess and even just implement 1% of what we talked about today with the your four-step framework around delete it, delegate it, delay it, and do it, mm-hmm. is there would have to almost be a direct impact with profitability and productivity within their business. Have you seen this within your own clients? Most definitely. Think about what we talked about with, you know, having this list that's doable, having a list that reflects what really needs to be done, having that clarity that boosts your confidence. And we all know that when your confidence is there, that changes the game and how you do business. Uh, this is also encouraging more delegating and, and like building that delegating muscle. And we know for a fact that the more that you do that, the the more you have the potential for profitability because you can be focused on income producing activities Mm -hmm. and passing off those other things that are busy work that still may need to get done, of course, but you can pass them off to someone else who loves to do them. And like you said, also spread the wealth and support other, you know, mom entrepreneurs and, Mm -hmm. and all of those good things. And you're able to shift to focusing on, you know, the real crux of what you do that, that only you can bring to the table, you can't help but be more profitable and productive that way. Well, yeah, I mean, because ultimately you're getting, like you said, to work on more revenue generating activities, but ultimately you get to actually truly be the CEO or step into yes. that director role and really have the ability and time and energy to be able to work on your business versus constantly been in it and on that hamster yes. wheel. Yeah, that's a huge topic that's been been coming up lately. And yeah, being that CEO, working on instead of in your business, and also you can't discount doing the thing that you you love to do. I mean, mm-hmm. why did you start this in the first place to have more freedom, to be with your family, to to create something, to give back, you know, any and all of those things you get to step into a role that allows that to happen as opposed to trudging through that clutter. Mm -hmm. Dude, I love it. Love it. Love it. And this podcast, I hope, well, I don't always hope. I always know that there'll be the breadcrumbs are sprinkled today, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, We've got wheels turning for people and some people will take action and other people might have just had the seed planted today in six months. They're going to all of a sudden start sprouting and going, oh my goodness, I actually am utilizing, you know, the four step D framework for being able to increase productivity, but also just to be able to tackle that to do list and ultimately get shit done in a way that feels easy for them and light for them and brings joy back into the world. Because I'm also believing that when you bring joy into your world, naturally the world around you is better. Home life is better. Your Yourself is better. Work is better. Uh, life as a whole is better. So thank you so much for that. Now, for those listeners who would love to connect with you, Lisa, how can they find you? Well, you can always go to my website, 
PositivelyProductive.com. I'd love it if you join me and listen to the Positively Living podcast. And if you like to play on Instagram, that's one of my favorite places to be. I'm at Positively underscore Lisa. I'd love to see you there. You can guarantee that you'll get lots of joy and laughter on my Instagram page and lots of ridiculousness, but it's good. It's <laughs> all no, good. <laughs> I always love it. Now, my last question, though, is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? That you don't need all the bells and whistles to make it happen. That mm-hmm. simple really outshines complex any day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was so easy for me to outsource those decisions earlier on and and take in, oh, well, they say I must need this, so I'm going to do it. And I really wish that I had been more ruthless about those choices and to understand that simple truly is better. Dude, I love it. Simplicity, right? Something yeah. that, again, is not easy for the majority of us in the world, but the more simple, again, uh, the more productive you can be. And it, and really just knowing that business can be successful with being easy and with ease, right? That it doesn't mm. always have to be this hard slog that so much of what we read on the internet tells us to do. Now, for uh, the rest of you, I just want to also remind you that my team and I will be putting together the show notes for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And we'll make sure that we include all of those links so that you're able to connect with Lisa. Thanks so much for being on the show today, Lisa. I appreciate it. I know it's going nighttime, your space over in the US. So thank you for that. And for you, you amazing human. I hope you have a fabulous day no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me again next week for another awesome episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Thanks again, Lise. Thanks, Ange. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au